Welcome back to the Love Intently podcast, friends. I'm Sophie Kwok, your host and the founder of Love Intently, where our mission is to empower you to have a thriving relationship with yourself and others. And this week, I am going to dive into how to thrive together throughout coronavirus and how to love each other intently through this global pandemic. Because y'all, it is not easy to go from having your own lives and coming back together at the end of the day and starting your days together to spending 24-7 together all the time. Like where you're not even allowed to leave to do anything other than go on a walk in the grocery store. That is a lot. And quite a few people have requested this episode and me and my boyfriend you know, we've been talking about this and we feel like we've kind of found our stride. And I don't even live with him, but I decided to stay here because back like two weeks ago, I found out that I had hung out with somebody who had symptoms and she had previously hung out with somebody that we are pretty sure had COVID-19. And so because of that, I decided to just keep myself safe and keep everyone else around me safe. I had already seen my boyfriend after I found out that they had both shown symptoms and that I found out about like how severe person A's was like her their case. And so I just didn't want to risk other people or my roommates. And so then I just stayed here and we've kind of found a stride together and um yeah I want to get into some tips of what has worked for us and some things that we're still implementing but overall I would say that these things are really keeping us sane in this time um and I will say that with all of this I think one of the number one rules is have an open mind and be willing to try it and know that none of this necessarily has to be in place forever and also this is a temporary situation I know it might not feel like it but COVID-19 is temporary. It will not go on forever. We will get through this. We as a like society have gone through pandemics before and we've had far worse technology. So yeah, just keep that in mind. So be open to trying things and if it doesn't work, then change it or figure out and reflect what didn't work about it and make it work for you. Before I dive into the tips for you and your partner together, I want to dive into some survival tips and thriving tips for you because it all really starts with you individually and both of you willing to do your own part um, of keeping yourself sane. And then when it comes to you guys together, there's other stuff that you can do to really keep yourself sane and keep each other sane. So the first one is that morning and nighttime routines have never been more essential. And what I mean by that is when you have to be in the same place all day, essentially, your schedule can blend all together. And I know stay-at-home moms, like they experience this all the time. Like they're literally home all the time with the kids and that's a lot. And I will also say this is a disclaimer. I do not have kids. I am not in that phase of life and I can't really speak to it. I am 
in a very supportive, loving partnership. And I can speak to our experience. Um, but yeah, parents, you guys are on another level. I am sorry. I am not the person and the resource for that topic specifically. So yeah, take this with a grain of salt if you are a parent. But if you're not a parent, your morning routine and nighttime routine is essential. Um, I will be honest that I have been really bad about my morning routine in 2020 and it just just been really difficult for me. I've had other seasons where I'm on point, but I have recommitted myself to my best self habits that I have personally reflected on. If you haven't done this yet, I highly recommend it. Essentially, you sit down and think about who you are at your best and what habits are required for you to get there. What habits, if they were in place, you know you would have way better days, you'd have much more productive days, you'd be in a better mood, you'd be in healthier shape. Like, what are those things? For me, it's very simple. It's journaling, it's working out, it's going outside, and eating healthy. I think those are like my core things. And then I have a few more where it's like I would like to do more creative stuff and I would like to paint more. Podcasting is a big one for me. But find out what those core habits are. They don't have to be complicated. But those, I would say like those four anchors and I'm working meditation in there now. Uh, but working out, eating healthy, all those things, they at, at large on any given day, if I would do those things alone, I would just have a much better day. So now I've recommitted to that. And that leads me to my second point. It's like, then it gets to the question of like, how the heck do I get myself to do what I want? And one tool that has really helped me is Gretchen Rubin's framework, The Four Tendencies. And if you haven't heard about this, I would definitely recommend going to her website and checking it out. I won't dive deep into that in this episode. Um, I would consider bringing her on or doing another episode on that. But why it was powerful is it helped me identify how I am motivated. And I am purely motivated by people. Um, that is just me through and through. And I really need accountability. Like I need someone to make me feel guilty for not doing a thing. And I've tried many times to stick to my own habits without having accountability. And it just doesn't work. Now, other people like my boyfriend, my partner, whatever, he is phenomenal at sticking to his own things that he decides for himself. And a few of my other best friends are like that too. And it blows my mind. I'm just not one of those people. I can't do that. So what it does look like for me is I have an account. I have like three accountability partners. One is for this podcast that I release episodes and I haven't been super great the last few weeks, like COVID has been kind of crazy. The stove broke, like we had some things, but I'm still here. And a part of that is because she checked in on me. Um, another thing is the other two, one of them my was one of like my dearest friends. We wake up at 730 and we work out together. And if either one of us misses a workout, 
we owe each other money. I think right now it's $5 a workout and she has a few other habits she's working on. And if she doesn't do those things and she owes me money and that has really worked, I'm not going to lie. And additionally, there are a few ways that we keep track. She also really needs accountability. Um, So we send each other emojis every day and with a thumbs up or a thumbs down next to it, and they represent different things. So for instance, we have like a food emoji, and if we ate well and healthy, um, then we do thumbs up, and if we didn't, we do thumbs down. I think like I have lemon water first thing in the morning. That's one, a habit that I've been trying to build in and habit stack. And the same thing, like if I do it, thumbs up. If I don't, thumbs down. Walking outside, daily walks is a big one for both of us. And so same thing. So one, we get our workout in in the morning. And then also on top of that, we have these like smaller habits. I wouldn't say they're smaller, but we have these other habits that we're also trying to track. And so we don't do those other habits together, but we do let each other know when we do or don't do them. A big one to remember or a big thing to remember in all this is that habits don't just happen all overnight. And I'm not saying you need to do that, but habit stack, like say like this week or next week, the next two weeks, I'm really just going to focus on eating healthy. Then following that, um, add on a few more and just know that consistently building in a routine will have massive payoffs like beyond all of this. So that's why I'm doing it. I want to come out of this looking better than ever. That's all I have to say. (laughs) This next one also is coincided with the four tendencies and understanding how you work and putting that into place, but then keeping your immune system and gut in check. Your gut has a direct correlation with your happiness because 90% of serotonin, which is one of the four main neurotransmitters, have been shown to influence our mood and it's produced in the gut. So with that in mind, getting like your daily fiber, eating vegetables, like all the things we all already know, it is more important now than ever to not just eat junk. And I know it's hard to like get fresh groceries and whatever, but make the effort if you can and just be really safe around it. Number four, be intentional with your time. I mean, in a lot of ways, we're getting a lot more time to ourselves and our and to be home. Don't squander that. Like, it, there's nothing wrong with watching a lot of Netflix or playing Animals Crossing or whatever you're doing. But also, be intentional with your time. What do you want to come out of this pandemic having accomplished? And if the answer is nothing or if you just need rest, that's totally okay. But, like, decide that. Um what I would hate to happen is for people to come out of this with regrets of not doing X, Y, and Z. I think be intentional with your time and allow yourself to have no regrets on the other side of this. And lastly, the last survival tip for yourself is do your own work and consider online counseling if you really are in a place where it's been hard for you to like keep level-minded and headed and Yeah, I think like mental health is so important now, especially because we are more socially distanced um, because we have to be or we're physically distanced. And especially for extroverts, like it can be really challenging. And so if you need support 
I would just encourage you to do that. There are a number of resources out there and I would assume that most counselors now are allowing online sessions and this might be a great time to find that and you don't have to commute anywhere you don't have to drive anywhere they're typically cheaper than online uh, in-person sessions so this would be a great time to dig into that and this part has a massive impact on your relationship which we're about to get into but yeah you doing your own work will have indefinite payoffs for yourself your life and your relationship All right, so we're going to dive into 10 tips that I have for thriving together throughout Corona. One, get on the same page or come to an agreement with like levels of cleanliness and having a protocol of when you leave the house or when you arrive, what's okay and what's not. Um, These are all things that I think could potentially cause a lot of kind of like silly petty fights and can be like extremely frustrating i mean corona there's a lot of fear built around it and like understandably so it's a highly contagious virus so if you see your partner doing something that um and then touching something and then touching themselves like it kind of could potentially put you and them at risk like i completely get it so how can you come to agreement of like when we get home, we're going to take off our shoes and immediately wash our hands and change our clothes from the grocery store. Or maybe it's not that intense, but like come to an agreement. And also like, are you going to wash your groceries when you get them? Um, Why should you? Why should you not? Like come to an agreement together on those things because I think you could save yourself from a lot of like little fights, like nitpicking stuff. Um, if you would just be upfront and talk about it before it even gets to that. Secondly, don't let yourself get glued to the news and also call your partner out if they are doing the same. There's a difference between staying informed and buying into the fear narrative and getting sucked into that rabbit hole. So make sure you stay informed and safe but do not spend more than I would say an hour tops updating yourself on Corona. I think an hour might even be too much. It's really important to stay informed, but do not let it like soak up your happiness and joy. We're not at that point yet. And I just like, yeah, I just don't think it's worth it. I don't think it makes your life better. I don't make it think it makes it any easier to survive. So just draw boundaries around the news and all of that. Do not fall into that anxiety storm. No. Third, remember to have fun more now than ever. It is so important to take breaks and to make time for recreation and make time for outside. The first like four days, one, I was like extremely busy with UX design work and I legit didn't eat till three every day. And I woke up at eight and started working at nine and so I mean I was starving and my boyfriend was kind of the same way and yeah I mean we both after the first like four days we were like okay we will literally kill ourselves and drive each other mad if we don't get ourselves in check and like have a schedule 
and make time for being outside and taking breaks. And so what we've been doing is implementing Pomodoro. Pomodoro is that how you say it. Sorry if I'm butchering that name. But basically you do 25 minute chunks and then you do five minute breaks. So in the 25 minutes, you identify one task that you're going to get done and you're going to focus on it. And then you take a five minute break and then you do that four times. And then at the end of the fourth session, you do a longer 30 minute break. And so what we've agreed to is that we only touch base on the five-minute breaks and we really try to respect each other when we're working. We don't bother each other. Occasionally, we'll like both get water at the same time or something and we'll like chat a little bit, but we're pretty focused during working hours and that has really helped. But also doing Pomodoro has just like helped us stay sane. So I highly recommend that. Um, the next one is work in separate spaces. I know that a lot of couples aren't able to do this or maybe they prefer working together. And if that works for you, great. But it didn't and it doesn't work for us. Like we are both freaking squirrels and we need to be alone or it's better for us. And so, yeah, we have our own desk in different places. Like it's fine. And so I would definitely recommend that if you haven't tried it. Um, The next one is agree on boundaries around work time. So I mentioned this a little bit before, but one other tip that I've heard a friend implement with her partner and they work together quite a bit, like even before Corona, like she was a freelancer and he traveled a lot and also was home and she like made a rule where they're only allowed to, what did she say? I think they're only allowed to ping each other like via Slack or text message like once an hour and they can only I think like call each other or like say something verbally to each other like once every two hours or something like that um I'm not quite that strict with my partner I think we probably touch base like once an hour realistically in person um I don't really text him or anything while I'm working unless it's like hey do you want to get this for lunch um and I'm on a call or something. So yeah, I think like building boundaries around work time and respecting them and coming to agreement, have a conversation around it. If you haven't, we definitely did at the beginning and it really, really, really has helped. Um, number four is learn something new together or individually. I haven't dug into this yet, but I definitely plan on it. But I want to like learn watercoloring and I'll probably watch a YouTube video on that and I'm gonna talk him into doing it and we like have been cooking fun things together so I would definitely recommend doing something new and fun together that can that's like psychologically been proven to be a very bonding experience um, which is why the more unique dates tend to be more successful so that's where that is from. Number seven, support each other's desired routines. I have been waking up way earlier to work out and my partner does not do that, but he's super supportive. So he's been sleeping in the guest room. Like he's been sleeping in a completely different room so that I can get my workout in and we're both just like on board with each other's health and There have been days or times where he wants to do something and I'm like, cool, go do that. And that also leads me to the next one, which is 
make time for your own social interactions with your own social network slash family. So FaceTiming, calling your friends, setting up happy hours with whoever is important to you outside of just your partner, your family. So important to stay in touch and do that. Um, I've been on a virtual happy hour like a few times a week with different people. I FaceTime and call a few friends like at least a few times a week. And that has kept me personally sane. I am an extrovert. I need that social interaction. It should not depend completely on my boyfriend. So that has just been like so life-saving for me personally. A few ideas around that is like you could do an online um, charades, which I just did with some friends. Basically, we found this like charades generator. I don't remember the name of the website. I think it's like playcharades.net. And we get on a Zoom call and somebody acts it out or like we do taboo style at first where we just like describe the word and we can't say the word itself, obviously. Um, and that was so much fun. So finding things like that to do with your people is so key. Um, he we have a switch here so I've been playing overcooked with some of my besties and Mario Kart and all those things and that has also been so fun um, and a like great way to connect with other people that I normally would in person. Number nine find something that excites both of you um, whether it's a show or like a meal I don't know just like whatever it is like find something that you guys can do together and make sure that you keep a date night in time for intimacy. Um, I think like it's really easy to just not do a date night because you have to be home all the time and not make time for intimacy. And I don't even just mean sex. Like I mean connecting with each other emotionally and like having deep, genuine conversations and just like really seeing each other. I don't, you know, like whatever whatever that word means to you um make time for it it's like just like it is before the pandemic scheduling time for date night i would hope was important and this is now a time where i would say like finding that real connection time is even more important there's one thing where you're spending a lot of quantity time together but not a lot of quality time together. So go find a remote area, do a picnic, maybe like make some crazy French dish and play like French cafe music and light candles and like, you know, do something like that or ask each other questions that you find online. Whatever it is, make time for a date night. Do something fun that still allows you to be safe and socially distance. So important. We're probably going to go on a picnic this weekend. Um, we last weekend got food from one of our favorite restaurants here in Austin called Fuego Latina Gastro Pub. They are phenomenal and we wanted to make sure we supported them. And we just had like a candlelight dinner that neither one of us had to cook and it was amazing. And I think all of this goes back to being intentional with your time, both together and individually. I know that it's a lot easier to feel like you are being intentional when corona isn't happening because you're probably like busy with other stuff. I know this is true for me. Um, 
it's a lot easier to feel like you're being intentional with your time. But a lot of the times we're just not. We're just living by default. And I feel like it's even more easy to live by default throughout this whole pandemic. And so I've been really challenging myself and asking myself the question of how can I be even more intentional with my time now than I've ever been? And so, yeah, that's a question I would love to hear feedback from you guys of how are you being more intentional with your time and what are things that have been keeping you sane and what are things that have been keeping you and your partner strong and sane and thriving together Um, because we are not meant to just survive this, but we are meant to thrive through this. And yeah, I really feel for you guys like I have people in my family who have immune systems that are compromised and I worry about them they're also not people to be taking this extremely seriously and it it totally worries me and I've had people that in my life that have had those symptoms and are pretty positive that they had corona and it's been scary. I mean, they're okay, but there are people that I know who know people that aren't okay. So it really is just a time to like stay connected to each other, to find your own thriving stride, and to like embrace and love and to like really like make amends and share and reflect and do all of those things that connect us. Like we are all human at the end of the day. It's really easy to get lost in our own world and feel like this doom and gloom, but that's not what this is. There's so much hope on the other side of this. And, you know, like China has already controlled their side of it. And there's like a lot of hope that's going to come and they're working on vaccines and all of that. This is very temporary. So I just want to say to all of you, I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. I'm so grateful for every single one of my listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I know I haven't been super consistent and I had to take the last two weeks off, but I have some very incredible couples and experts coming on. The next like six to eight episodes are phenomenal. So stay tuned for those. And I just love all of you. Stay safe. And yes, like one favor that I could ask is if you have a minute, which I think all of us have a few minutes now, please go leave us a five-star review. It would mean so much to me and it really helps us get boosted by Apple's algorithms. So thank you so much again. Have an incredible week and until next time with love and intention.